Join me each week as we discuss life as a makeup artist, business, beauty tips, and share dialogue with the top professionals in our industry. Collectively, we'll unpack the highs and lows, laugh, and grow together. And I'm your host, Brittany Rogers. I'm a 10-year freelance beauty editorial, TV, and film makeup artist. This is your official backstage pass. I'm taking you behind the scenes. Welcome to BTS with Brittany. Happy Wednesday. It should be Wednesday when you're hearing this. Also, happy Black History Month. And listen, don't judge me. Judge your mammy. I know that I'm late <laughs> because most of our BTS with Brett episodes are pre-recorded for work reasons. I work crazy set hours, so sometimes we have to pre-record just in case that I'm on set longer than what I should be. We pre-record the episode. So, happy Wednesday, happy Black History Month, and all that good stuff. But before we get into today's episode, I have a few announcements to make. First, I am so sorry that we missed last week. We were having some technical difficulties, and I was like, you know what? It's fine. We'll just come stronger next week. So, I got the heat for you all today. Second, I want to say thank you to everybody who tuned in on live I believe that was last week or the week before last. We had like a after the episode live. We talked about um, set etiquette and just went more in detail about it. So that was a great conversation. Also, speaking of last week's episode, I was saying I'm not sure why makeup artists wear all black on set. And my good folk. Charlie over at PMG answered this question for us and he said that we wear all black because if you end up standing like in near a window or let's say a mirror and the reflection shows in the camera, it'll be easier to kind of block you out if you have on black versus if you had like on a polka dot or a striped t-shirt, you know, you'll be recognizable in the shot versus if you have black. So that is why we wear all black on set. Third, guess what, y'all? I am in the studio by myself today. Omatic has left the building. He left me to go watch The Bachelor. (laughs) The Bachelor. I know half of y'all are probably like, girl, it's The Bachelor, but I don't watch The Bachelor. But guess what I am watching? I am currently watching Mary at First Sight. And if y'all watch Married at First Sight, send me a DM. Let's chat about it because if I start talking about it right here, listen, the whole episode will just be about Married at First Sight. And listen, the way little little man with Paige is working my nerves, (laughs) I can't take it. But anyway, I hope you all had a great week, a wonderful Valentine's Day, and let's get into today's episode. So while I was on live, a lot of you asked me what was it like working through a pandemic, what has changed for me, and what were some of the lessons that I learned. And I'm going to be honest with y'all, working through a pandemic was a ball of emotions. And for some, it's still a very challenging time. You know, jobs were uncertain, income was lowered, and we were not only worried about our jobs, but our health physically and mentally. It was such a scary time, especially for artists who freelance or if you work in like broadcast. 
a few of my friends work in broadcast and they were terrified because they had to go back to work way before us. So like I said, emotions were high, but despite the hardships, there were so many beautiful lessons that I learned during the pandemic. In the beginning of the year, I'm sure my pastor, along with your pastor too, said 2020 is the year of vision. (laughs) I'm at a place I'm like, Church sounds in the back for me. It was the year of vision. Child, don't make me speak tongues on this podcast. (laughs) And when I say it was the year of vision, I saw myself and my brand so clearly like I never had before. There were many hard times, but looking back, I can say 2020 was the best year of my life. It gave me time to reevaluate what I wanted for myself, for my business, and to do better. So, You guys know that I love a good list. So here are my top four lessons that I learned during the pandemic. So you know what I'm going to say. Grab your notebooks. I'm dropping gems. The first one is save your coins. And I know I've said this plenty of times on the podcast, save your coins. But no, I need you to aggressively save your coins. Listen, saving was a lesson that I learned before the pandemic, but it applied more than ever during the pandemic. And to be honest with you guys, I I wasn't always a good saver. I had to learn through the struggle. And if the podcast has taught you nothing else about me, child, I'm hard headed and I tend to learn things the hard way. So before the pandemic, for most artists, you know, everything was business as usual for me an average work week would be two to four productions a week with an occasional client on Saturdays. And if I wasn't on set on Sundays, you know, that would be my off day, which means I was getting a consistent check. But when the pandemic hit, I worked zero days a week along with the rest of the world. Now, when it first started, I wasn't worried for two reasons. One, I honestly didn't think we would be home for as long as we did. I thought it would be maybe like two weeks to a month. But as time went on, it became months. Um, And why I wasn't worried about having the downtime is because as a freelancer, you have random seasons where it's just slow. Like that's not rare. Slow season isn't rare for a freelancer. There can be months where you are booked and busy and you're making 10K a month. And then there could be a month where you're only making a thousand. So that is one of the reasons why prior to the pandemic, I had to become an aggressive saver because like I said as a freelancer you never know what your next month is going to look like and a lot of us are on like net 15 net 30 net 60 I've even had net 90 so that means you're not getting paid till 90 or 60 days or 15 days after you've done the job and sometimes those checks are late so you can't really you know depend on if it's going to be on time you got to make sure that you save just in case a check that you think was going to come on the 20th doesn't come till the 30th. The second reason why I wasn't too worried is because I had enough money saved up to last me over the next few months. And like I said, over the last few years, I was a very bad saver, but I learned to start saving portions of uh, my check. But what really made me like start saving in 2019, I believe that was, um, my boo, somebody's son, my mister, <laughs> he had a terrible back injury, which was making it like hard for him to stand or walk. 
And y'all, I was terrified. But in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, what if I have to stay home to take care of him? Like he is down bad. So I had to reevaluate our budget and everything that I got, you know, I was putting it into savings or whatever, because he's a freelancer as well. So whatever checks were coming in, we were just saving everything. He had surgery the last week of February. We went into quarantine, I think like nine days later. And what I learned from that is God will use a challenging situation to prepare you for another season. I don't know what it was, but I was just like, listen, we got to stack this bread. So let's do it. And when the pandemic hit, everything that I saved came in handy. And by the grace of God, insurance covered everything, like his surgeries, everything. But that's off topic. And plus, his back surgery, that wasn't my first rodeo with a family situation. I said this in, I think, earlier in the season. I had a family member who had a very bad accident. My mom had cancer twice, one when I was 11, and that's how I got into makeup. I'll actually tell that story one day. And then the next time, I think I was like 23 or 24, so I took off for quite a while to stay home and help her. And your situation may not be extreme. You could want to go on vacation or you're having a baby or you just don't feel like working. The point is you don't want to become a slave to your work or your job gets taken away from you like a pandemic hits and you don't have any money to hold you over. So it's vital that you create a budget and build a substantial savings. Most financial advisors suggest that you collect at least six months to a year of expenses and establish a separate emergency fund. So outside from your business necessities that you would need to keep your business going, which is like your website, your kit, your business card, photo shoots, classes, you also have to think about taxes. And we're going to talk about that later in this season, business taxes, because listen, that is something else. And I just paid Uncle Sam like three weeks ago, so we're really going to get into that your health insurance and retirement are a few expenses that you need to calculate in your savings. And suppose you have a hard time saving, no worry. Set up an account that automatically takes money out for you and don't attach a debit card to that account. So if you have to pull the money out, you gotta go to the bank or call them and get a transfer or something like that. I'm not good with doing paper budgets, so I use um, Truebill and Mint to track my budget and my credit score and all of that. I really prefer Truebill. Um, And then I have other savings accounts, a retirement account, and I have an app that I like called Digit, which rounds up my change and puts it into another account. And let me tell you, child, I check Digit sometimes, like, where did that come from? So it basically starts tracking your spending habits. So if it notices, like, okay, you spend $5 a day on Starbucks or you spent $5.20, they're going to round it up to $6 and take the balance. Does that, y'all get what I'm trying to say? Just look into Digit. They basically take your change and track your spending habits and take $5 or $20 or whatever you want to set it to a day out your bank account. So make sure that you save 
Get your money together. If you're thinking about becoming a freelancer, I've not said this before, save your money. Don't just jump out the window and quit for $500 because while that sounds like an amazing story years from now, I quit my job with only $500 and I ended up with a million dollar business. Child, it's going to be a serious struggle and you're going to be in a lot of ramen noodles during that time. Trust me, I know. I've been there. So save your money because you never know when a pandemic is going to hit. This next point isn't even in my notes. It just popped up in my head. But speaking of money, if you're going to have a business or be a freelancer, make sure that your business is in good standing, meaning that you have a business entity, so like an LLC, so that if you ever need to apply for a business loan or a grant or you need unemployment or something, because people needed that during the pandemic. There were so many artists I knew and hairstylists who were getting food stamps and unemployment and business loans and grants. But you have to have the proper documents to show that your business is legit. I heard a a quote from Candy Burris earlier this week, and she said, don't treat your side hustle like a side hustle. Even if it is small, you want to start from the beginning going hard. Take it seriously, which means do all the necessary things that you need to do. Do your LLC get your business bank account, uh, do your trademarks and everything else so that if a pandemic runs up on you, you got your paperwork to get the help that you need. If you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. The second biggest lesson that I learned was adapt or get left behind. So after a few months of sitting home, like I said, the first few months, I rested because I really needed a downtime from work. Because work was getting super busy. And I'm not going to lie, after a while of just resting, I started to get sad because things didn't seem like they were going back to normal. And everything that I planned went out the window. Like, I had so much planned. I'm going to be completely honest with y'all. I had a whole class plan, like an in-person class. Child, I was getting backdrops and merch and We had promotional videos. I had this whole rollout for the podcast and BTS with Brit TV. Like there were just so many things that I wanted planned because I really wanted the podcast to be like a on set type of camera crew type thing. And then everything stopped right in the middle of when I was supposed to start production But I told myself, listen, baby, you can look at this situation two ways. One, you can sit here and hope that maybe things will get better and go back to business as usual and you can do everything then. Or you can tap into your God-given creativity and find a new way to make your business work. So that's what I did. Because listen, (laughs) it didn't seem like we were going back to normal no time soon. So I had to jump up out of my funk and put my big girl boots on and say, baby, you got to find a new way to do this. It was sad. It was so sad. But I had to tell myself, baby, I had to tell myself, girl, you're not the only one going through a sad situation and having to change your business around. So adapt or get left behind. But if I'm honest, you know, change is hard, especially when you've been doing things for so long a certain way. But you got to remember on the other side of change is a better and stronger you. Like I... The things that I learned about myself and my brand during the pandemic, like I was doing things that I didn't think I would ever do. So I'm proud of myself and you should be proud of you too. 
What, what does Chris Jenner say? You're doing great, sweetie. <laughs> but really, yeah, we've had so much change this year. It's like the way we do business and communicate in our brand is different. How we do makeup and approach our clients is so different. The sanitation rules are different. Our kits are so different. And even set protocol and safety practices are different. And I'm definitely going to drop like some videos or some IG stories showing you guys how I pack my kit, how I set up now and how I do makeup and kit sanitation now versus prior to the pandemic. Because I feel like that's something that I have to show you uh, visually instead of talking about it on the podcast. It's just not going to make sense. But it's very important that you stay up to date with the way business is changing and moving, you know, your set protocols, safety practices, how to prepare your kit. And when you work in production, it seems like every week there is a new protocol. Like now we have to double mask and shield. Or instead of doing the rapid test, now we have to do the PCR test. So instead of doing, like they will come to set and prick you with, uh, they will come to set and prick you and 15 minutes later, you have your results like that doesn't work anymore. Now we're only doing strictly lab three day tests. And it kind of reminds me of Instagram. You know, every day something is changing and you're either going to learn the new system or you're going to stay outdated and your content is just going to be stale because that's not the way we're moving now. It's like nobody cares about the timeline no more. You know, we into the story. So you're either going to stay up to date on stories or nobody's going to know you. And when I say learn to adapt, I don't mean that you have to do whatever is trending, like popular TikTok dances. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't dance, you don't dance. But make some videos. Keep up with your stories. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't fall to the trend, but stay current. So, like I said, you don't have to do TikTok videos where you're dancing and stuff like that. Like, no. But just create videos and show what you're doing. So, you I hope you guys get what I'm saying. I hope it makes sense. Just just rewind it back and listen to it and then let it marinate in your spirit. And I'm sure that it will make sense in a second. <laughs> and the last thing is we've learned, I learned, this was the most important thing for me, that you need to have multiple streams of income. So creating multiple streams of income, it allows you to diversify your cash flow. You want to have various sources of cash flow coming in. In the event that one dries up, you have another source of income. So you never want to put all your eggs in one basket. And what our good bro said, he said, we going where the money resides. And that's on Mary had a little lamb. So if the pandemic stops your production, no worry, because you still got money coming in from this right here. And ways you can do that is you can teach classes, you can teach them on Zoom, you can do consultations, you can be somebody's personal shopper when it comes to makeup because you would not believe how many women will pay you to go out and put their makeup kit together and just deliver it to their house. You can sell products, you can create an ebook, you can do a podcast or a YouTube channel and get money from the ads. Whatever it is, however you want to make your, in- your money, just make sure you have at least three to seven ways to make money because you do not want to be sitting around waiting on one check. All right, guys, so that is all of my points for today. But since we are in Black History Month, over the next, well, we have one week left in February after this month. So this week and next week, I want to shine lights on a few artists that have paved the way 
for us. And today's artist is Vanessa Evelyn. Vanessa Evelyn was a model, a singer, a jewelry maker. She was just an all-around dynamic creative. But during her lifetime, she was primarily known as a makeup artist who was known for her out-of-the-ordinary makeup techniques and tools. Miss Evelyn was known for creating these flawless makeup looks with household items such as paint rollers and like she would really use a paint roller and apply some translucent powder or foundation or she would have her models wear a neck brace while applying their makeup to keep them still. And she's also worked with a lot of great artists, her client list included Tupac, Rosa Parks, Etta James, Viola Davis, Misty Copeland, Serena Williams, Morgan Freeman, Tyra Banks, the list goes on. She also had a long list of editorial credits um, from like Harper's Bazaar, Vanity Fair, Essence, InStyle. Miss Evelyn was everywhere, okay? I have the pleasure of being introduced to Miss Evelyn through my brother in beauty, Darrell Morgan. At the time, she was living in New York, and we spoke often about me assisting her and attending her beauty school. But unfortunately, I never got a chance to because she ended up moving back to London. But we did keep in touch and spoke often through social media. She would send me comments, and she would say the glossy eye queen, which would just like child have my heart jumping out my chest like me who me I could not believe that a legend was admiring my work unfortunately Miss Evelyn passed away in 2019 of cancer and it was very it was very devastating but what I admired about Miss Evelyn that even through her going through her treatments and being in the hospital she was still showing up glowing and with so much hope she was getting on Instagram live and she would get on with her red lip honey had full-on a tight like a full-on fit okay in her hospital bed like she was giving you the big hat like the formation hat she was giving you looks from the hospital bed she fought her hardest all the way to the end but I thought it was very important that I spoke about her because unfortunately Miss Evelyn was an artist who I feel like was overlooked in our industry she was overlooked by influencers and people who seemed more relevant or successful than her on Instagram and I don't think a lot of our artists in the industry gave her her flowers or her grace when she deserved it And she became more known after her passing than she was when she was here. Um, And it was so sad when she passed because I would talk to her often about like the podcast. And I was so excited to have her as a guest um, on, on the BTS with Brit platform. The stories that she would have told would have been amazing. I love to hear her get on live and just chat about her life and her art. And she was just a true artist. Now you can read more about her on The Root. Fellow artist Michaela Warby wrote an amazing article about her 
um, like I said, on The Root. You can also look up Miss Evelyn on her YouTube and watch some of her old videos. And she also had a docuseries called They Say I'm Too Old, which was amazing. So she used to actually be signed to Streeters in London. Um, and after a few years, I believe she left. Um, and then years later, maybe like a, two years or a year before she died, she went to an agency to try to get signed again. And they told her she was too old. And yes, she was very disappointed, but instead of just sitting in her sorrow, she decided to make a docuseries called They Say I'm Too Old. Like in true creative fashion, she turned that frustration into art. So I would highly suggest going to check that out. Miss Evelyn, I thank you for all you've done in the industry your creativity and your spirit is unmatched and something that we can never replace here. Um, so I just wanted to put a spotlight on her and just acknowledge how beautiful of a person and an artist she was. So definitely go and check her out, guys. All right, y'all. Next, we are getting into last looks. So this is the section of the podcast where basically... I answer your questions and give you advice. If we have a guest, they answer your questions. Or if you didn't submit a question, <laughs> I usually share something that I went through recently, one of my little hard-headed situations. Um, and I tell you how to get through it so that you won't make the same mistake as me. Because listen, don't feel alone if you're making mistakes because I make plenty of mistakes. If you're wondering, girl, how can I submit my question you can send me your questions at underscore bts with brit nope it's not underscore at bts with brit on instagram or if you follow me on my makeup page feel free to send them at underscore britney rogers and if you're like what is last looks i don't think i even have the strength to um explain it today it's basically a term that we use in production and it means that we are about to roll a take, but before we do, this is your time to step in and touch up the actor or the talent. So before we roll on a take for today, here is my last look. What I mean by roll on a take for today means that we are about to wrap up this podcast. So last week when I was on Instagram live, we were basically having like a breakdown of the podcast episode and... I opened up for Q&A and somebody asked me, how do you tell somebody that you do not want to collaborate with them and send them your rates? I did answer this question on live, but I wanted to bring it to the podcast for those of you who missed the live. And also, I don't know what's up with my Instagram. If you saw my Insta stories this weekend, you know what I'm talking about. Instagram has been hating on me and they deleted my live. So I'm going to answer the question here. In the event that somebody contacts you and asks you to collaborate with them and it's just not something that's on brand for you, you can say something like this. This is my favorite one. I say, thank you for considering me. That sounds like an amazing project. I would love to hear more details so that I can give you an accurate quote. That's one. Or you can just say, you know, and remember to always be nice. Thank you for considering me. This sounds like an amazing project. Is there a budget? As simple as that. Or sometimes you just got to be a straight shooter. Thank you for considering me. 
I'm not open to testing at the moment. However, if you decide to add a budget in the future, I would love to discuss your project. And sometimes I get people who reach out to me who want to collaborate, but the idea just isn't really my style and isn't on trend for, or isn't on brand for what I do as an artist. I would say something like, uh, thank you for reaching out to me. You know, I love your work and I think this project is great. However, that's not on brand for me. I noticed that you also do blank type of work. So whatever it is that you want to do. So for me, it'll be, uh, you do clean beauty. Um, I would love to collaborate with you on a clean beauty. Maybe we can sit down and discuss ideas. Just something like that, you know? You want to, you got to remember, guys, it is okay to say no. You have to set your boundaries. If you can't do it, you can't do it. And I get it. You want to be nice. You want to be supportive. You want to help. But sometimes you just got to say no if it doesn't align with the artist that you're trying to become. Remember I said a few podcasts back, opportunities can also be distractions if it's not aligned with the vision that you have for yourself as an artist. And we can't be out here doing everything for free. I'm going to be completely honest with y'all. There were times where I would do any and everything for free just because I was, child, I was a pick me. I was happy that somebody was picking me or I would just do it for the rate that they were asking because I just wanted to keep the peace. And listen, I had to learn how to say no and how to be okay with not being liked because they were mad that I couldn't do their project or I wanted to accept that budget. That is okay because I have bills that need to be paid too. And I have a vision of who I'm trying to become and I can't let anything or anybody sway me from that. So that is it. (laughs) Thank you for coming to my TED Talk for today. So I hope that you all enjoyed this episode. Be sure to check out Vanessa Evelyn. She is an amazing, amazing artist. And I pray that you all are doing well despite the pandemic. If I'm sure if you're listening to this, you have breath in your body. So I want you to be grateful and just take a moment to thank God that you're still here. If you're still here, that means that he still has purpose and a plan for you. So even if it's hard, you got this. You're doing great. Push through. Do what you can. And remember to wear your mask, take your vitamins, and keep your kid clean because we don't want to spread the germs. I love you guys with all my heart. I thank you for listening and supporting my brand. And I will talk to you next week.